Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are going to study the book of Esther, Megillat Esther, chapter 6. That's Parak Vav. In the last chapter, we learned of the two hints that Esther dropped to the king at her first party. Two hints that would make the king start to wonder and start to be somewhat suspicious of Haman. Those two hints were, number one, she invited the king to a party. And the first party that they had, she said, I want to invite you, and I'm making it in honor of the king. And we're in, I'll invite Haman as well. The second party, she said to the king, in response to his question, what is it, Esther, that you want? She said, I want to invite you, and I'll make a part, you and Haman again to a party, this time a party that I'm making in honor of both you and Haman. Now, this is, of course, going to plant the seed of suspicion in the heart and the mind of the king. In addition, she never answered his question yet exactly what her request really is. She just said that tomorrow I will tell you at the party what my request really is. So she left the king wondering, left him suspicious. Number one, why is she making a party in honor of both me and Haman this time? What's going on with this Haman? And the second thing is, left him curious as to exactly what is the request that she's going to make. There's therefore no surprise when we start chapter 6, when the king went to bed that night. On that night, the sleep of the king evaded him. In other words, he had a difficult time sleeping. He had a case of severe insomnia that night. And he said, and I, I would propose, and it's, I don't think it's a stretch to say that it's obvious that the, his concern was he's starting to be worried that maybe Haman isn't such a loyal, um, a loyal uh, servant at all. And maybe he has some kind of devious plan. So the king asks, bring to me the book of um, the records. Which records the annals, the history, and have them read it before the king. The king now wants to let me hear the stories. You know what happened day to day. I, I want to go over past events, looking for hints as to what's going on here. What exactly is this that's up Esther's sleeve? What is Haman really up to? And as he was reading it through, he saw that it was written. Asher Higid Mordechai. A, uh, the record of the story that Mordechai had told and had and had um, informed Al Bigtana Vaseresh regarding Bigtana and Seresh, Shnei the two eunuchs of the king Mishomrei Asaf, who were guardians of the the uh, gateway, Asher Bigshulish that they had plotted to assassinate the king Achashverosh. And the king said, Suddenly, the king, who was always concerned with who's truly loyal to him or not, says, what did we do to reward him? What did we do to honor him and, and, and advance his greatness in my court to Mordechai regarding this issue? And uh, and his servant said to him, We did not do him anything. So now the king is even more suspicious. Here I have Mordechai, who has demonstrated 
clearly demonstrated his loyalty to me, and I have done nothing to raise him up. Instead, as we learned in the beginning of chapter 3, that immediately after Mordechai informed on Bigton and Seresh, the king raised Haman, not Mordechai. So now the king is even more concerned. So Vayomer Hamalach, and the king said, Mi Bechotzer, who is in the courtyard? Now, again, the, the Megillah leaves a lot out over here. What do you mean, who is in the courtyard? You would imagine that it would say, the king heard someone in the courtyard. Or someone walked into the courtyard and the king asked who it is. But the king rather said, who's out there? As if he was searching for who are the people that are hanging out here? Who are the loyal ones to me? So Vahaman ba, and it just so happened that Haman was at the time coming, Lachatsar Beitamalachitsona, to the outer courtyard of the king. And the purpose of Haman's coming, we learned in the last chapter, was on the advice of his wife Zeresh and the advice of all of his friends to ask the king permission to hang Mordechai and execute him that day so that Haman could enjoy the party without worrying about his competition. So Haman was at the this time when the king was asking, who is in the Chatzar? It seems like the king is just asking in general, who are the people that are out there? I need to figure this out. Who? What's going on? And so Haman, and it just so happened that when he asked that question, the person that was out there was Haman, who was coming to ask the king, to hang Mordechai on the wooden stake, a wooden post that he had prepared for him. So the, the servants of the king uh, said to him, Who is out there? It is Haman who is out there. Haman is the one who is there. So the king said, Bring him in. Bring him in. I want to talk to him. So Haman. So Haman walked into the king's room, the throne room. And the king said to him, What should we do for a man? that the king wants to honor him. So Vayomer Haman Bilibo, here the Megillah tells us Haman is saying in his heart, surely, surely the king is asking this because he wants to give me honor. Because who else could he ever want to honor any more than I? Now, the, this important, what Haman is saying in his heart right now, what is Haman is thinking to himself, because if Haman knew that the king wanted to honor someone else, he would have said, okay, you know, give him a prize, give him a house, I don't know, give him a, a bunch of money, make a dinner in his honor. But Haman, because he's thinking about himself, is going to ask for something that Haman only wants for himself and never wants for anyone else. And that is because Haman, as we know, has a desire to usurp the kingdom. He wants to be the king. And his response, which we're about to read, is the most glaring proof that this is Haman's desire. So Haman said to the king, So for a man to whom the king wants to give honor, this is what you should do. Verse 8, They should bring the kingly robes, the actual robes which the king himself wears, and the horse upon which the king himself rides. And the, the um, 
that uh, it sounds based on the wording, it seems like, and that same horse upon which they put the royal crown. In other words, there was a royal crown that was meant for the king's horse to show that this is the one that that the king is 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 riding. Um, um, and they should put the cloaks, the royal cloaks, viasus, and the special horse. From one of the high officers of the king should lead this horse. They should dress this man up. The one of the king wants to honor, dress him up in the king's robes. And ride him on the king's horse. The king's horse who is wearing the special special markings of the king's horse here in the streets of the city. And they should call out before this man. So should be done for the man whom the king desires that he be honored. So now this is the true test of Kaman's loyalty. So the king said to Haman, Mahar, good, I love that idea. Let's see just that you're one of my officers and let's just see how loyal you really are. Take the cloak and the horse just as you described. And I want you to do that for that Jewish guy, Mordechai Hayushev B'Shar the one who sits in the king. Don't, don't um, omit or leave out anything from all of the things that you just described. So one of the partimim, one of the great officers of the king is going to be you, Haman, and you will therefore have to lead Mordechai around. And that's why I will see if you are truly as loyal as you claim to be. So Haman took the king's clothing and the king's orders by Albeshet Mordechai. He dressed up Mordechai by Yarkiveu Berchova here and he rode him through the city. By Yikralifanav and he called before him, So shall be done for the man that the king desires his honor. This episode is crucial to understanding how the king is trying to test Haman. The king, as of yet, is still thinking that Haman might just be a very loyal servant. And if he is, he will carry this out. And so Haman did. He carried it out because, of course, he had no choice. And then he brought Mordechai back to the king's courtyard after riding him around the city and giving him this honor. And Haman now knows he obviously cannot hang Mordechai. And not only that, but Mordechai's position is advancing in the eyes of the king. So Haman now goes to his home uh, like with, with his, his, in mourning and his head buried in shame. So now Haman realizes that his foe, his foe for the honor of the king, his foe for being the favored one of the king is rising and Haman's star is falling. By Isaper Haman and Haman said, Lazarus, he stole the Cholahavav to Zeresh's wife and to all of his friends. Everything that happened to him. And his wise friends, and his wife said to him as follows, If he is one of those Jewish people, if he is of Jewish stock, Mordechai, this Mordechai person, that you have now begun to fall before him, you will not beat him. You will fall before him. Remember, Mordechai's whole claim when Mordechai explained why he wasn't bowing to Amman, he said, because I am a Yehudi, I am a Jew. 
And what was it? What was the characteristic that Mordechai was emphasizing? Is that as a Jew, I know that I need to be loyal to the king. I need to remain loyal. I need to remain faithful. I need to remain, remain truthful. And the, his friends wisely understood and knew that if the king now, if Mordechai is, is, is one of the Jewish people and he is being loyal to the king and that is now being recognized, you can't come, you can't compare to him because you're not loyal and you're nothing like him and you can't be like him. And he is employing honesty and integrity. Once honesty and integrity and integrity is being looked upon by something important by the king, instead of bribery and, 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 and selfishness, you're going to be lost. Haman didn't even have a chance to try to plot some new plan because while he was talking with his advisors, the the, the king's eunuchs came and they had to rush to bring Haman to the party that Esther had made. It's time to go. It's time to go to the Esther's party. Haman had no chance to recover from this, had no chance to try to to divide, devise some other plan. And this concludes chapter 6 as we start to see the star of Mordechai beginning to rise and the star of Haman beginning to fall. And we start to see that Mordechai's original plan of faithfulness and integrity and loyalty is starting to actually work as opposed to Haman's plan is starting to fall apart. Thank you so much for studying chapter 6 together. Looking forward to studying chapter 7 and the rest of the book of Esther together.